You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. We're taking a break from our series in in Acts, and uh, we're starting the inbreaking, the kingdom come at Christmas. This is the Advent devotional that's coming from Vineyard National, and uh, it's got, I think, seven messages. We're, We're starting with the introduction today. Then we'll start the first Sunday of Advent next week. Next week is going to be a special time of Advent and baptism. We've got baptism next Sunday. So if you're interested in being baptized, call the office and we'll set some time so we can talk. So this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful service next Sunday as we start off the Advent season. So you have your booklets. We're looking at the introduction today. And I'm going to read to you from the Gospel of John, the first five verses of chapter one in the New Living Translation. So if you don't have that, did I? Yeah, it's up there. There we go. So if you don't have the New Living Translation available, I've got it on the screen. In the beginning, the Word already existed. He was with God and He was God. He was in the beginning with God. He created everything there is. Nothing exists that He didn't make. Life itself was in Him and this life gives light to everyone. The light shines through the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Father, we thank you for your word. We just invite you to release your Holy Spirit that we would have ears to hear what you're saying to the church. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In breaking, the kingdom come at Christmas. Man, what a great way to celebrate Advent. Just think the kingdom of God breaking in 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 ways that we've never even seen before. Um, I just want to see it continue. The inbreaking that has already happened, let's see it continue to prosper. Let's see it continue to grow. Let's see the incoming of the King of Glory get his rightful reward. When you think about the situations in your life, regardless of what your circumstances are, one thing's true Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen for that. And one of the things that the, the Spirit's been teaching me is that when I've got things that are out of alignment in my life, it's time for me to exercise the truth of, of the Word of God and to bring everything into alignment and say, Jesus is Lord. And as his son, as his daughter for you, I exercise the authority that Jesus has given to me and I take authority over this area of my life and say, kneel to the Lordship of Jesus. I don't know, do you ever go along with life and all of a sudden you've got some part of you that's just misbehaving? It's just out there, it's unruly, it's saying things that it shouldn't be saying, it's doing stuff that it shouldn't be doing, and all of a sudden you just need to take authority, capture that, bring it under the Lordship of Jesus, and let it come back in alignment in your life. so that he truly is Lord. He is Lord. Many of us have come to the place where we said the prayer, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross as a sacrifice to pay 
the cost of my sins. I invite him into my heart, into my life, and make him Lord. Now, a lot of times we're, depending on where we've grown up and what we've been exposed to and how we came to Christ, sometimes the the lordship of Jesus gets minimized and the salvation experience of Jesus as Savior gets maximized. And it's like, they both need to be elevated to the rightful glory. You know, that he is my Savior and he has died and forgiven me my sins and he is my Lord. And as Lord, he has authority over every aspect of my life, physical, emotional, relational, spiritual, mental. I'm really looking forward to seeing more and more mental illness healed. And I'm hearing testimonies about it all the time. I really want to see that become a reality among us. That if we have friends that are, that are bipolar, if we have friends that are, are struggling with mental, with, with different levels of depression, especially moving into some of the deeper, darker depression, the clinical de- depression, seeing the Lordship of Jesus be exercised and, and people coming into the fullness of their mental health. And spiritually, man, it's, it's a great day to see folks come into the fullness of, of the Lordship of Jesus and their spirit. I'm learning stuff all the time. In the spirit realm, one of the primary ways in which things get communicated is through thoughts. You've got to realize that, folks. A lot of thoughts that you have and you want to beat yourself up for having such a nasty thought or such a wrong thought, those aren't your thoughts. Those are, those, are, those are thoughts that the enemy's trying to implant. Those are thoughts that are, that are coming up from historical attachments and memories that's trying to come up and say, oh, that sounds like fun. I think it used to just grieve me to no end when, when, we, when we'd have several folks that would get together and we'd have some new Christians and everybody sharing their testimony. And then some of the mature believers would talk about the days when they did drugs like they missed the good old days. And I just thought, oh, I want to slap you in Jesus' name. That is just so stupid. You know, those thoughts of longing for that is not coming from the real you. That's coming from what you remembered about the old sinful you that really kind of enjoyed that. And it's all right if you want to do a hysterical trip down memory lane, but don't go without Jesus. Don't go without the Holy Spirit so that you will be speaking in the presence of new believers truths that they can hold on to. I don't know how many people have been defiled by believers who give testimony of, yeah, Jesus saved me. I used to do, you know, so much heroin, so much pot. And then it's like, you can almost see it in their eyes. Boy, I sure miss it. It's like, oh, if, if you're missing that, then you haven't smoked the true Jesus. You need to, to fill your lungs with, with the truth. You, you need to taste and see that the Lord is good. Because once you've tasted and seen how good he is, you're ruined for everything this world, every counterfeit that the kingdom of darkness has that it wants to promote and to bring into your life. Don't receive it. And if you find that there's still something in you that's saying, "Ah," just say, 
Lord, I give you permission to bring that into alignment with the true me that you created in your image. I want the fullness of the life of Jesus living in me. That'll, that'll work. So we're looking at the Advent season. John 1, 1 through 4 in the NIV says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. In him was, is, and forever will be life. And that life was the light of all mankind. We find that when, when God breaks in to history, we call it the advent, the advent of Jesus Christ. When God breaks in, advent means the arrival, the appearance, the emergence of a noble person, thing, or event. And folks, we hit the trifecta at the birth of Jesus. Inbreaking is an inroad, an invasion, an incursion. The approach of Christmas for many followers of Jesus worldwide is known as the Advent season. It's a time of anticipating the arrival, the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. <laughs> so here we go. With Advent, we got the arrival of Jesus. Everybody agree he's a notable person? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the activities that surround his birth, now that's one amazing event. We've got angels singing, shepherds going bonkers, wise men, I'm trying to clean up my wise men language. When I was little, I called them the wise guys. And... <laughs> And it slips every now and then. So if it happens, please forgive me. It's the wise men. These three incredible kings that come from afar and, and they come to honor, all acknowledging the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. God's kingdom has come. At the birth of Jesus, we see an inroad that incurs into the human plight. Here again, the words of John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. In him, that's Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Yes. Amen. Hasn't, won't, will never overcome it. Mm. Light breaks into darkness and the darkness loses every time. Mm. Advent is the story of this process. The process where through the birth of Jesus, God's kingdom and glory breaks into the earth in ways that it hasn't in the past. In the past, it was only in little bitty increments. One little situation here, one situation there. Now for all mankind, with the birth of Jesus, huh, the advent of, of the Lord comes. So how do inbreakings occur? Well, I remind you from Acts chapter 12, it's an outbreaking. Peter is in prison. Herod saw that when he had James put to death through the, by the sword, 
he went and arrested Peter, and so now he's going to kill Peter just as soon as they get this little mock trial done. But it's during the Jewish fast festival, and Herod's a Jewish king, so he can't defile uh, tradition, so he has to wait. And as 16 soldiers are guarding Peter, an angel comes. And when I think of inbreaking, I like to think of the inbreaking of the supernatural presence and messengers of God coming to the earth to free Peter, to free mankind, to get us out of our shackles, to get us out of our imprisonment, out of our cells, out of where we are. And, and so as, as, as I look at this, I just think, oh, I got to go back and do a little review of Acts chapter 12 just to encourage everybody. And so here comes the angel and he just, he just appears. He appears. And the scripture says that when he appears that the, there was light that filled the cell. Now that's cool. That's touched by an angel on steroids. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's some real incredible light. And, and it's so bright. I don't know what it's like for you, but at home when Debbie comes in and she turns on the light around the corner where our sinks are, and she turns those lights on, it wakes me up every time. Well, not every time, but most of the time. <laughs> and here, this divine light fills the cell of the jail and nobody wakes up, not even Peter. So uh, the angel has to give Peter a high karate chop and hits him, wakes him. Peter thinks he's in a dream. And so we see that as, as Peter realizes that the angel's speaking to him and telling him to rise, and as he rises, the chains fell off. The shackles, the things that were imprisoning him, just fall off. Obedience will do that, folks. When you hear the Lord say, do something, do it. And whatever it is that is restricting or restraining you, once you hear the word of the Lord and you get up and you act upon the word of the Lord, all the things that hold you in bondage are going to be released. And so he goes. And so he gets through and he, they get all the way through. The, the jail opens, the jail door, the gate opens just supernaturally and they're out. To me, that's an outbreaking, but it's an inbreaking. It's an inbreaking of God's kingdom. And with Jesus and his birth, it's that manifested multiple times. Jesus and his birth becomes the very foundation by which Peter's experience can now take place on the planet. Just take that in a second. Let the Holy Spirit marinate that. Because there's a real sense that some, some of us are, are in places where we need this to just saturate us. And to realize that with the inbreaking of God's kingdom with Jesus is the inbreaking of God's divine power for your life, your situation, your circumstances that now bring an opportunity for you to obey what the Lord is speaking to you so that you can know the fullness of the freedom that he came to purchase for you. Amen well, when unbreakings occur, there's, <laughs> there's a complex and well-prepared strategy. Yeah, it's called release light, watch darkness flee. 
really complex. But learning how to take that authority and bring it to each one of our individual circumstances, that's where it gets complex. Because a lot of times for us to be able to take the truth of God's word and apply it to our lives personally, we've, we've got so many hurdles that we've got to go over because we've already made agreements that I can never be that way. I can never really be free. I can never really live life the way I'm supposed to. I really can't be this. And so we have all these agreements that we take an incredible truth and reality. And as it comes in experientially into our being, we've got all these, these prisons, these, these chains that we've got to work through if we're going to see it. Today, step number one is just believe it and do what he tells you to. Don't take an assessment that says, I can do that just as soon as I get over this. No, if he says do this, do it and do it now. Don't worry about all the reasons that you have in your human Western world mind of why you shouldn't be able to do that. Just do it. Go Nike. Mm-hmm. Second thing on an inbreaking, there's a defined battlefront. Isaiah prophesied and he said, man, there's darkness over the earth, but a light has shined. Mm. There is a battlefront. One of the things that, that I think we, we fail to take into consideration is that we do have an adversary who is working in the earth now that hates us, that hates the Lord, that desires to see everything that the Lord loves destroyed. He wants to destroy every one of us. He hates us. Now, sometimes we we dismiss the devil, just write him off, and we live in our nice American Western world view of everything that matters is our intelligence and our logic and everything. And, and so if you've, got a, if you've got a bum knee, it's because, you know, you shouldn't have been playing hockey at age 47 or whatever, you know. And so you, we, we have all the logical We need to understand there's an adversary. And we live in a fallen world that's being redeemed. But it's still fallen in many aspects of, but the kingdom has come and we're seeing light get brighter, which makes darkness more of a contrast. And it gives darkness less area to operate in. If we continue to grow and the light increase here, it's not long before this whole area gets affected by the light of Christ. And I, and I just want to brag on my brothers of the Greenfield Ministerial Association. Man, I love these guys. The guys that are pastoring and leading the churches in the Greenfield area, these are men who love Jesus. They love the Lord. They're doing all sorts of wonderful things. 
It's amazing. And so the light from Greenfield, the light from this region, this area, this east side of Indianapolis, well, and then you look at all the different churches throughout the city. I mean, it's time for the light to really, really come together. And the, the unity of all these individual lights come together, it becomes a flood of light that darkness can't abide. It can't remain. When I was down in Costa Rica, uh, and as we were setting in the new national director, right about two-thirds of the way through the service, the power went. And I have pictures that I had up, and the only lights that we had was our cell phones. And there was enough light from all the people there with cell phones that we could see with no problem. It was amazing. All these little bitty lights off the cell phones illuminated the whole room. And this was a big sanctuary, a large sanctuary. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. The light that comes in the unity of Christ. Oh my. It's time to see the light grow and break in. And then there's a moment of head-on engagement. And we're having this every time. We have, we have the head-on engagement. I don't, know, I don't know what your head-on engagement entails right now, what it looks like for you, but for me, it's about just shutting up and doing it. You know? For some of you, it might be still getting enough Bible in you and getting enough uh, testimonies, getting enough stuff that you're sold, and you think, okay, yeah, the stuff might be for today. It might be something I should really give consideration and start doing. Wherever you are, maybe you're, you're thinking, I don't know what this guy's talking about. What, what's he mean? Might be that today you're just getting introduced to the reality that the kingdom of God is manifest when the good news about Jesus is not just proclaimed verbally, but is demonstrated practically. That there is the proclamation that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the Savior. And then there's the laying on of hands and praying for people and seeing the tangible reality of that kingdom manifesting and trumping our preconceived existence of what we think is supposed to be the case. We've got to pray for that knee real soon. I feel Feel the anointing coming right here. Come on, Jesus. Bring your healing to Debbie right now. As we proclaim your kingdom and we declare Jesus is Lord, we say be Lord over, is it right or left? The left meniscus. The left. She had surgery and then she had a bee stinger and she was trying to escape that and she re-injured it. So we just say, Lord, mend and heal this meniscus in Jesus' name. Touch, touch Debbie. We need the demonstration. And I know, I, I know my brothers and sisters here, you know, you've been preaching on it forever and all this kind of stuff. When are we going to start seeing it? We're seeing it. Okay. We're not going to focus on what we don't see. We're going to celebrate what we do see. And the more we celebrate what we do see, the more we're going to see. Okay? Right if we focus on. on what God's not doing, we'll empower unbelief. Yeah. We'll empower the enemy in a sense. We want to celebrate what he's doing. Yeah. That's good, good news. Okay, where am I? Okay, good night, I'm late.
But we're going to land this thing. You know, a lot of times when we think of Jesus, we, th- we think of Jesus, you know, as b- bringing peace and loving us and doing all the comforting things for us. But do you realize that Jesus says that he came to destroy? He is a destroyer. And uh, in John chapter 8, verse 8, it says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. <laughs> I love it when, when I watch Todd White and, and if you don't know Todd, he's, he's just a real wild, wonderful brother. And he's kind of, we call him wild. I call him, I think he's normal. I think he, he's more normal of what we're supposed to be than what we have settled for. But he wakes up in the morning, he says, yes, praise God, I get to destroy the devil's work. And I thought, wow, now that's a great way to approach the day. Worship the Lord and then say, let's go out and destroy what the devil's doing in the earth. Let's destroy the devil's work. Because that was the reason that Jesus came. And he says, as I have been sent, so send I you. I send you in like manner. We're about destroying the kingdom of darkness. And we do that with love in releasing light. We don't do that by blowing up and doing harm to human beings. We get confused on that sometimes in our zeal. Inbreaking is about the way God made his advance, confronting darkness, shining light into the hearts of the world he loves. It's time for inbreaking. Yeah. Right on. Let's have personal inbreaking so that we can have cultural inbreaking so that we can see all that God has. So the invitation this morning that that we're going to tarry before the Lord as Mike comes to, to close, we want to receive the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. God's kingdom break in on us. We want to acknowledge Jesus is Savior, Lord, and King. We want to experience the fullness of God this Advent. I don't want us to slip into commercialism. Buy your presents, have a good time, celebrate, have some eggnog, whatever you're going to do. But don't do it without being aware that this is the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. That's what happens with Advent. This Advent, we're going to be as intentional as possible (laughs) with the inbreaking of the kingdom. Let's stand together. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister the inbreaking presence of the Lord to your own heart personally. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.